Hello, this Hello. is Joie, also known as El Gato. And this is Mix, also known as the Silvery Fox, and welcome to Union Square. So today we've got a really great topic for everybody. Um, we're going to call this, Don't Go Breaking My Trauma With Your Drama. I love it. So, what happens when we put narratives out there whether they're true or whether it's gossip about people who've experienced trauma. So recently, Charlemagne the God, right, talked about uh, Kwame Brown's, who's a basketball player, for those of you that don't know, I didn't know who he was. Um, and, and it started out with um, Charlemagne asking people not to pick on Kwame, right? And then it quickly, went south when he started talking about Kwame's father and how he killed somebody and how he went to jail and then started talking about his brother and putting his business out there. And Kwame came back and totally read Charlemagne for filth and exposed Charlemagne's own uh, troubles. Uh, about him raping a girl um, or it was, I don't know if it was statutory rape or if it was whatever it was. Um, and so quickly Charlemagne sicked his lawyers on Kwame um, for a cease and desist. And Charlemagne did apologize. And in that, you know, he went on to say that, you know, he owns up to what he did, um, so on and so forth. So what I want to put out there is, should we be putting people's business out there? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, there's such a fine line between, I, I think so, but you tell me, is, is there a fine line between um, news and gossip? Like when does the news yeah. become gossip? So I've had some time to think about this and like I'll, I'll use people as reference when I'm trying to get my point across or if I'm telling a story that relates to somebody's problem. I usually never use any names. I'll just say a friend of mine went through something similar, dot, 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 dot. Now, I'm not somebody famous, so, you know, I don't think that people, like the two, like the people that I talk about, they would never, ever meet. I mean, maybe they would, but like I said, I don't use names. So, but am I do am I am I wrong in even talking about it, and even putting it out there? Right. Yeah. So, so that's where I I wonder whether there's that fine line, and I think a lot of us do it. Like when we see a friend in pain, and we try to ease their pain by giving them references, like, "Hey, you're not the only person that's going through this. A friend of mine is going through something similar, and then this is how they dealt with it." So is that something that if that other person found out that I said, you know, that I put their business out there, could that open up old wounds? Right. And how responsible am I for that? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and we've talked a little bit about this before. Sometimes things we say can be triggering for people. Mm -hmm. And we need to be careful of that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Charlemagne is a, a controversial person just on his own. You know, like outside of yeah. this sexual assault that you're talking about, outside of the way he's handling Kwame Brown, like he is a very divisive figure, even on the show. And I don't watch the show that often or listen to yeah. it that often. I know you can watch it on YouTube, but he's just a very divisive character. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's so successful. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. very polarizing and and that, that's money right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... When it comes to Charlemagne, um, I'm, he's got a sweet butt. <laughs> he really does. I've seen it. Um, but with, in all seriousness, I feel like if you are going to be talking about people and putting people like on blast like that, like your house has got to be clean and your house yes. has got to be made of steel. Yes. Because, in the, especially in this instance, he put Kwame's business out there, but the moment uh, Kwame called him out and called him a hypocrite, he sixed, he sixed his lawyers on Kwame. Right. Which, that, like, that's messed up, you know? Like, you can't, you can't talk about somebody and then get offended and sick your lawyers on somebody... Like, I mean, you can you can do whatever you want, but th I don't know. That just seems so slimy, you know, like if you're this radio personality or whatever personality, like you should expect that people are going to, you know, they're going to blow back, that there's going to be blowback. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Wendy Williams is another one. Wendy Williams oh, is yeah. always putting people's business out there. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's known for, right? Since, yeah. since the, that's her moneymaker. Yeah, since the late 80s, 90s. But she's so troubled. I mean, she's had drug, addic uh, dr drug addiction issues. Her husband cheated on her. And how did she find out? Because I think one of her, she called somebody out. Um, I forget who it was, but it was like one of the real housewives or something like that. Some reality show person. She called him out on, she called somebody out on something and they were like, you're all in my business when you should be taking care of, you know, what's happening in your own home with your husband cheating on you with some woman. Yeah. And she, everything blew up after that. Yeah. And come to find out that like, when they dug deeper, they found out that uh, the mistress was pregnant, you oh, know, wow. and uh, and that's when they ended up getting a divorce, and she had a complete oh, wow. meltdown on TV. And now I sometimes wonder if all that is staged, so that you know, I mean, I'm sure that not all of it is staged, but like if they amp it all up to get more viewers, to get more interest, to get more more eyes on the show, um, because I just don't understand, like, how are you going to be going through this? And then put it all out there for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. Right? Like she would get on her show and she would just trash her her ex-husband. Um, and it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird to like see that. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Charlemagne the God. 
very divisive. So going back to putting people's business out there. Yeah. When is it okay? And when is it not okay? This is a really good question. As you know, my current obsession is Clubhouse. And I happened to go into a room where people were um, soliciting advice from relationship experts. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm going to stay clear of saying who it is because I feel like that would be spreading gossip. Mm -hmm. But uh, this woman came on and she was talking about this relationship problem she was having. And she said that it wasn't her, it was for her best friend. She was seeking this advice for her best friend. And the people on the panel started to not believe the story. They said, either you're making up the story or the story is about you. If it's about you, just tell us it's about you. And it was the story was, you know, somebody was dating a guy. He was a really nice guy. He was really attractive, but he was terrible in bed. Mm. And so they were giving her advice. Should she leave this guy? He's a good provider. He's good looking. They get along really well. Everything is great except for the sex. And mm -hmm. so people were like, we don't believe you. We don't believe that you are in this situation. And we don't, we don't believe that it's not you. And she was like, no, it's my best friend. And she's actually on here. So they're like, bring her up to the stage. So this is Clubhouse talk. You know, it's all mm -hmm. audio. It's all virtual. Bring her up to the stage and let her tell the story herself. So she gets up on the stage and she says, yes, it's me. I'm in this relationship with this guy. He's great except for the sex. The sex is terrible. It lasts three minutes. So they start giving her advice. They tell her you've got two choices. You can either stay with him and keep trying to talk to him or cheat on him because she didn't want to leave. So leaving was off the table. So the other option was to just cheat on him, to just buy, go and find somebody and cheat on him. And she was giving all the reasons why she was worried about doing that. While this was happening, as often is the case on Clubhouse, somebody Googled her. Okay. Mm. And when they Googled her, they found out she was related to one of America's famous families. Uh -oh. Like one of the top three famous families in the world, but certainly in America. And the, the host, the, the moderator of the show said, wait a minute, are you? And said the last name. And she said, I don't want to talk about that. And then she said, thanks for all of your advice. And she hung up. Every, all of us on the call didn't hear the question. We didn't hear the question. We heard, are you? And it was mumble, mumble. And she said, I don't want to talk about that. And she hung up. So we said, wait, what question did she ask? And she said, are you a member? And she said the name of the famous family. Mm. So everybody confirmed then. That it was her. That's why she hung up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's like the love child in this famous family that nobody knew there was a love child. Who is it? I can't say. I'm not spreading the gossip. But well, where what, can we Google it? The the thing that happened was right after she got off the phone. So many people were on Clubhouse that they started tweeting it like nine seconds after she hung up. It was all over the internet. Wow. Wow. And I thought, well, this is terrible. <laughs> she came on here, but I thought, this is where you come to it for advice, but maybe because of the name, she didn't have any other place to go for the advice. Um, 
all I can say is that she is the love child of a very famous family that none of us knew existed. A very famous conservative black family. Yeah, no, I can't. That doesn't do anything because I Google and nothing comes up. <laughs> what did you Google? <laughs> Clubhouse, love house, love child scandal. <laughs> <laughs> well, the scandal was already out. She's written a book about it. So now you tell me if the book is already out there, am I gossiping by saying who it is? No, because the book is already out there. She already wrote a book about it. The book is already out there. Yeah, no, there's no... No, if the book is already out, then you're not gossiping because it's a book. But it's... hold on, hold on. Before you answer that question, though, let's go back to Charlemagne de God, how he got into trouble. Because mm -hmm. he did, before he put Kwame's business out there, he did say that the information was Googleable. All you have to do is Google it. Okay. Right? So I just want to put that out there. Like, So who is it? It's Joe Jackson's love child. Uh, oh, I did hear about that. You were on that call? I was on that call. Yes, I heard about that. You heard about it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Just recently, right? That happened like... It happened like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, yeah. There was something out there. Yeah. Wow. It happened really fast. I'm telling you, it was already on Google, on Twitter. Yeah. 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 I, like briefly, yes. Jovan. <laughs> Giovanni. Yeah, oh my gosh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. I you didn't know, know that Joe Jackson had a love child. Oh yeah, she's been around forever. Like. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's been around. But then I follow the Jackson family, so because Janet, I'm a huge Janet fan, as I mm -hmm. can say proper. So I I knew that he had another kid. Um, they rarely ever talk about her, but I wonder if she put out that memoir to like. You know, and sometimes I wonder if, like, could she have gone on to Clubhouse to kind of generate more buzz around Right, her? for the book. And for, for the book. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It so, was a really wacky situation. I did wonder, was this all... Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how anybody, like, put it together to Google. I mean, the name is very unusual. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah the, 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 the moderator said, wait a minute. Are you? Are you a Jackson? But we didn't hear Jackson. We heard, are you a friend? And that's when we were like, wait, what did you ask her? What did you ask her? Because she was Got just it. like, uh, let's, I don't want to talk about that. And she hung up. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're very private. Yeah. You know, like, you rarely hear anything about those kids. Um, they're super private. So I'm even surprised that... The reason why I would think, I know I cut off mid-thought, but the reason why I would think that this is, that this was staged is because they're so private, one, and two, she's so easily recognizable, like the name is so easy, easily recognizable, that she kind of, like, why wouldn't she use a fake name? That's the thing. I mean, you can use a fake name, but the whole premise behind clubhouse is that you don't use a fake name right but then why go on it to begin with like that's that's not very 
there's a lot of famous people on there. Almost yeah. everybody's on there. MC Hammer's on there. Yeah. Like, everybody's on there. Yeah, yeah. That Tim Story, I don't know if you know who Tim Story is, but, like, everybody's yeah. on there with their real name. Yeah, I guess. But, like, they're not, they're also not talking about their private lives, right? They're not sitting there being like, I've got six love kids or whatever. I don't know. Well, she was calling in for advice about a romantic relationship. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not, they're not doing that. You know, especially coming from that type of family where it would just kick up so much dust. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's weird. So... She must be after something. That's what I, that would be my first thought. She would be after something. Yeah. So. Well, this was new to me. This was completely new information to me. And it was amazing how quickly, like I said, within seconds, it was on Twitter. And you even heard about it. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I remember seeing that. Dang. And I quickly got out of there, too. I was just like, yeah. I just feel dirty right now. Like, yeah. What just happened? But like you, I started thinking about it. I'm like, why would she come with all the resources, all the places she could go? Right. You know, why would she come onto the stage? You know, she could have backed out. There's a lot of things she could have done differently. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, maybe she uses her real name because of, you know, some names mean that name, that name means something. Right, exactly. Now, but again, like you said, everybody is using their real names, but then why put that kind of content out there? You know, right. like why why not put other type of content like something related to her book or something related to the family like because right. that's that's going to generate interest, but instead she does something that's controversial. So, I don't know. I don't know. It but it goes back to what we talked about last week with um Janet Mock, right? So Janet Mock did exactly the same thing that Charlemagne did, except that she did it about herself and about her love life. Like she essentially outed herself. So is it right for people to talk about it? Right? Because you heard it directly from her mouth. So I feel like no people shouldn't judge her that's what i'm trying to say people should not judge her or judge kwame brown right because we don't have that right like people go through shit right but at the same time we can't control what people say and or do with the information that they're given so if someone's spreading gossip is it really gossip if it's true that's one and two like we just can't control how they spread it, right. or am I or am I off on that? Like, no, that would be you, my you thought. can't. You can't control it. You know. How do we feel about an eye for an eye? No, I mean I'm much more for live and let live and forgive and forget. Yeah. I'm not about the eye for eye. I mean, I say that. I say that and I try my best to live that. I'll say that. Oh, no. I used to be, hey, turn the other cheek now. No. No, you go low, I go to hell. No, no. Because I just feel like people, they don't learn. It's not right that you are able to do something to me and that I'm not allowed to react. Right? Or that the expectation is that I turn the other cheek because that's what's going to make me a good person. 
right? My pain matters. My, my, what I feel, my feelings exist. So if you do something to me, I have every right to react. And yes, is, do I think it's the right thing to do? Well, how else is someone supposed to know that what they did is wrong? Especially when they know that what they did is wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just feel like an eye for an eye though. Like, do you, do you really feel better though after? For me, I don't think it's about feeling better. It's about feeling like I stood up for myself. Okay. Right? Like, I, I'm still going to have to process those feelings and, mm-hmm. and lay them to rest at some point, let them go at some point. I'm still going to feel what I feel, but I'm going to feel worse if I don't feel that I stood up for myself. Like, yeah, if I took the high road, right, or if I ignore it, then it's like I'm going to carry the anger of that for much longer than if I stood up for myself, if I said something. Yes. This is true. This I have experienced. It's it's better to deal with it yeah. at the moment than to wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next is can an apology fix things? So let me let me let me let me let me put let me paint a scenario. Okay. Okay. You have told me something about your life that's not necessarily a secret. Right. And I told one of our mutual friends and maybe that person didn't know. And then they come back to you and you're upset that of what I said, even though it's not a secret, but that I happened to mention it. Right. Mm-hmm. How valid is my apology? Not very. Yeah. Why? I don't think you meant it. Mm. Right? If I apologize? No, if I apologize, I mean it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I put your business out there. Uh Uh-huh. But Um, why'd you do it? Exactly. (laughs) Right? No, no, no. You're right. Exactly. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, but if I know you, like, if I... And I'm speaking in general terms, like if I know you and I know that you're a private person and I know that if you wanted our friends to know that you yourself would tell them. Right. Right. So if I happen to slip, that's one thing I would feel bad because I slipped. It was an accident. Right. But if I did something intentional, like I'm going to go with the story and tell them. Right, because you know you want to hurt me. Well, no, it's not even about hurt. It's what more like it? it's more like, oh, I've got the tea. Mm. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to tell. Like I know, or not even the tea. Like not even gossip, but more like, can you believe that she's going through this kind of thing? And the other person didn't know. Like I said, it's not a secret, mm. but it's not. You haven't told that person yet, yeah. so. So when I go back and I apologize, I would say that my apology in that situation would probably be genuine because I would have assumed that you would share it with that friend as well. Okay. 
Okay. So you didn't know it was a secret. Right. I got it. Yeah. No, if it's a secret, if it's a secret, that's messed up. Like, yeah, like if I'm like, don't tell and then anybody. tell because right, here's, exactly. the, here's the tea. Yeah, right. that's different. But that, if I didn't say don't tell, I just told right. you, you knowing I'm a private person, but you didn't put it on blast. You didn't put it on IG. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, if, I think if you tell a friend to see, this is the thing about secrets, though, and I, we've covered this, too. Yeah, like, you think they always get out. They always get out. Like they, I don't you, agree. You can't tell people, like, can you keep a secret? Because somebody's going to tell somebody. No, I, I think some, there's some secrets that I know people took to their grave. Really? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. But I, but I, believe, some, I believe you. I, believe I know you. there's some people out here still don't know who their daddy is. You know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they took it to the grave. Oh, okay. All right. Um, would an apology help heal a reopened wound? Mm-hmm. Well, who reopened it? Let's say I reopened a wound for you. Like, let's say you experienced trauma. You told me, and I put your business. I put your business on blast, mm. right? And I'm devastated, and I'm so sorry that I did that. Do you think that my apology would help heal your reopened wound? You know, it depends. Like, we're, it's so general. It depends. Yeah. It would, it would depend on how serious of a trauma it is and yeah. whether or not I had worked through it. If I had worked through it all the way, I'd be like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But if I was still working through it, I'd be pissed. And it could actually make me have a relapse. Yeah. So in the case of like Kwame Brown, when Charlemagne apologized, do you think that Kwame should accept his apology? I would say hell no. <laughs> because hell no. Be, because of the cease and desist order, though. No, because the apology was trash. Okay. Um, to me, the the apology, while he covered off on the basis of the apology, like it, he didn't make it about himself necessarily. Um, he just started spewing stuff out towards the end, where it was like, "We all make mistakes. We all do this." To me, an apology just talk about yourself. Yeah. Right? Like, again, we've covered this. But an apology should not be, everybody does this. And so I'm just doing what everybody else does. No. The apology is, I hurt you. And I apologize for hurting you. Yeah. And I understand that I did X, Y, Z. Not everybody always finds themselves in this situation. Because everybody doesn't. Because everybody does it. That's not an apology. Right, so we're back with love. Uh, so I just want to say, initially you asked me this question and I answered. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, and, then, put, and then you switched it up for me. Well, okay. wait, let's, let's put the question out there first. Okay. Okay. So the question that I put out there was, name something you never thought you'd try, but ended up liking in bed. But you stopped at liking. So I mean things that I never thought I would try, but I ended up liking. And I put sushi, tequila, and living in the deep south. And then you changed it to in bed. Mm -hmm. 
And so now I'm not going to answer you. (laughs) (laughs) Not even with the sushi? Come on. (laughs) Jeez. Give us a little something. I feel like it's the reverse. Things I thought I would like and I ended up not liking that included um, cupcake frosting. Let's say that. Dang. I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't like it. Okay. And Um... you, you, my dear. Oh, there's so much. Like, um, eating booty. You didn't think you I would mean, like it? No, because the thought of it is just unsanitary, nasty, and disgusting. Mm-hmm, but you do like it. But, yeah, I get into it. Oh. Um, I mean, if it's clean, obviously. Like, obviously. Like, if it's squeaky. Um, I never thought I would like when I'm... I finish inside of a guy and I pull out and he sucks me off or licks it clean. And then we make out. I always like it when, when I did that the first couple of times, I was like, ew, no, I don't want to kiss you. Like get out of here. But then it was like, Oh, we call those shitty kisses. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, Oh, okay. Whatever. I'm into it. Um, and nipple play. Like, I never thought I would enjoy that. But okay. it's a lot of fun. See, look at that. It's very easy to answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably need to put an explicit warning on this episode, though. So I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> and we are back with the tea. Okay. So why don't you start with your tea since I ended the last. All right. So this year was the one year anniversary. I'm sorry. This May was the one year anniversary of Derek Chauvin murdering George Floyd, which invigorated the Black Lives Matter movement and the racial justice movement around the world. So I just wanted to take some time. This is Memorial Day and, um, Though he wasn't a veteran, he is somebody that sparked an entire movement, um, reinvigorated an entire movement, where we all watched a black man get killed in broad daylight. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring it to everybody's awareness that this was one year ago on the 25th. And it, in some respects, it feels like the longest year ever. And in others, it feels like the fastest year ever. For uh-huh. you, was it a quick year or a slow year? You know what? In hindsight, it was a really quick year. It was a really quick year. Um, However, there were days where I felt that the days were way too long. (laughs) Yeah. We were definitely in some kind of time warp. Yeah. Where you could have a month that felt like a day and, and vice versa the next time. Yeah. I mean, I remember when everybody was just supposed to stay in and you could only go out to get groceries. Mm-hmm. You know, and going was, out to get groceries was scary as hell. It was scary as hell. It was eerie, and like people were standing outside. Um, the supermarkets were empty. Uh, the streets were empty. I mean, that that was really crazy. Our supermarkets here are empty again. Are you guys having that up there? No, we, there's more traffic up here. Like, there's a lot more foot traffic. Um, yeah, just traffic in general. Even on the trains, the trains. In the morning, they, they're getting a little bit more packed or more full than they were, 
you know, a couple of months ago. Yeah, here there's a cat food shortage. Mm. There's a chicken shortage again. There's been signs up limiting, you know, one per person. Mm. Uh, as you know, the gas prices went up. But I didn't experience any shortages, but yeah, something weird's going on. I was looking for a couple things yesterday. You know, I had a little dinner party, and they mm. were just out of things, completely out of things. And I asked about it, and they were just like, it's at the supply, at, at the warehouse supply is where the hiccup is. Oh. All right. Next, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, but Fiame Naomi Mata'afa was sworn in as Samoa's first ever female prime minister, but not without a struggle. The guy who is in charge of 22 years does not want to concede. And mm. when she tried to get into the building to get sworn in, he locked the doors so that she couldn't get in. It's always a man that does something crazy like that, isn't it? Yeah. But she said, that's fine. She got her people and they did it outside under a tent. So Samoa has its first ever female PM. Wow. Very cool. Congratulations. This one, my next one is is my favorite. Kristen Clark becomes the first woman of color to be confirmed to lead the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division. She's first-generation Jamaican. She went to Harvard for undergrad. She went to Columbia for law school. She wrote a paper <laughs> at Harvard. She said it was tongue-in-cheek, but some people got a hold of it, and they did not want her to get this job. It was tongue-in-cheek that melanin makes you stronger, faster, smarter than people who don't have as much melanin. And the Republicans found this out, and they refused to even take her nomination so the senate judiciary committee is split 11 11 and all the republicans voted against it so it got stalled but democratic senator chuck schumer took the vote to the entire senate and forced a full vote and it took one republican to come over to the to the democrat side and voted 51 to 48 in favor of her becoming the new Civil Rights Justice Division mm. head. Very, very, very exciting. Um, she's actually from New York, I think I read. She was in that program, Prep for Prep. And here she is. She uh, was the lawyer for this young Black woman who was attending American University. And this white supremacist neo-Nazi person started trolling her on social media to the point where she couldn't even like function. And uh, they they sued him and they and they won. Mm. She also goes to celebrate the march on Selma. She goes every year to do that. So I think this is going to be an incredible time. And to have it happen on George on the anniversary of George Floyd's death is just amazing. That is so, amazing. Um, things are changing. The fact that she's there, things are changing or are going to change. Um, yeah. Number four, Howard University names the newly established College of Fine Arts after Chadwick Boseman, who died That's last amazing. year. Another amazing thing. And Felicia Rashad is the yes. newly established dean of the school. <laughs> I mean, how amazing is that? <laughs> Felicia Rashad is the dean of the Chadwick Boseman School. I mean, hello. hello. I mean, that, that just, that right there is, yeah. When I first read that, I died. I was like, I want to be in her class. Yeah. 
She yes. probably she probably kicked me out, but I want to be in her class. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter that you get kicked. Then you have an awesome story. I got exactly. Kicked out. Yeah, she yeah. kicked me Claire out. Claire kicked me out. Of yeah, class. yeah, exactly. And she read me. She yeah. read me the Pride Act, and then she kicked me out. Yeah. And now I can't even look at her on campus. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And last but not least, do you know who Brian Chesky is? No, I don't. He is the founder of Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And he's worth $10 billion. B. B is in boy. $10 billion. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> Guess where he met his wife? Where? On Grinder. Grinder. Oh. Wow, nice. Yeah. Can you imagine? That is securing the bag. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Tinder has a non-discrimination policy, and it came out right during the pandemic. Do you remember getting that email? I was very yeah. confused getting this email. It, I, I remember getting this email about non-discrimination, and I was just like, what is this about? Is this happening because of George Floyd? Like, what is, what is happening? It was a lot of words and a lot of, a lot of fine print, and I didn't read the whole thing because I'm like, I'm not going on any Airbnb trips right now. But yeah. it turns out that they, at Airbnb, they noticed that black people of color were being discriminated when they were looking for oh, yeah. to stay. Oh, yeah. Airbnb, yes. Absolutely. I thought you meant Tinder. I, no, think, no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they uh, instituted this policy no. to make sure that people knew that you can't discriminate based on color who you're going to rent your apartment or yeah. home to. And they had over a million people refuse to sign the policy. Yeah. I think it was 7 million. Yeah. Refuse to sign the policy. And yet we say that the, that America is not racist. They're like, I have a right to discriminate based on whoever I want to get my apartment on. Uh, you, but color? Really? Yeah. But yeah, I think many of us have tried to get places on Airbnb. And, you know, I've never had anybody say why. They've, I've yeah. never had anybody say because of your color. But I definitely have felt some kind of way on occasion with yeah. Airbnb. My favorite is when they say, oh, well, you know, I don't own this apartment anymore. I don't know why this list is still up. Mm. That's that's one that I got recently. And I'm like, but yet it's still up, right? Like if you don't own this apartment anymore and you feel like they made an error, mm-hmm. then why not take it down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like why not make sure that they take it down? Right. So I don't know, like, you know, this, there's this woman, um, this famous, uh, nail artist. Her name is Bernadette Thompson. She does Beyonce's nails. Mm. And I was working with her one time on, on set. And I remember it was around the time that Michael Brown died. And she said something to me that I will never forget. Oh boy. She said, I don't understand why we're trying to go and live where white people live. If they don't want me there, there's no reason for me to be there. Right. Like I'm, I'm not going to break my back to like live somewhere where I am completely hated. And I've taken that with me. I've held on to that for so long that I apply that to Airbnb. Like if you don't want me in your Airbnb, I'd rather not be there. And I'd rather not give you my money Yeah. because look, 
I who needs the hassle, right? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to chill. And next thing you know, you're going to be calling the police on me. You're going to be checking in on me all the time. Like, I don't need that. And I'm paying you for that? Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I don't want to show up. And then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Right. So, no. Like, so if they didn't sign it, fine. But they should put out the names of the people that didn't sign it so that we don't go there. That's what they should do. But... Anyway, so I've got my tea. Did you know that it was 100 years of the Tulsa race massacres? I've been hearing about that, yes. Yeah, so that's crazy. Like, they just slaughtered all these black people. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it happened 100 years ago, but still, like, Mm -hmm. to think that that mentality... In, in many ways, it probably still exists. I mean, we're experiencing it every day. Mm-hmm. But just that you can annihilate all these people just because of their race is crazy. So crazy. Uh, next up, I've got Bob Dylan's black lesbian daughter, Desiree Gabrielle Dennis Dylan. Yeah. So he was married to one of his backup singers um, by the name of Carolyn Dennis. And while they, I think they kept their marriage a secret, I believe that that's what the story was. So they were married for like seven years. They had a child together who was Desiree. And they kept that child a complete secret. Like they wanted her to grow up normal. Like they did not want her out there. Um, And so she was kept out of the public eye. But recently, an article came out about her. Uh, She's 35 years old. She recently got married to a woman. Um, And so, out of all of Dylan's kids, because some of them are really famous, like Jacob Dylan had a little singing career for for a minute, and I think he got pretty pretty famous back in the 90s. Um, But it's so interesting. I would have never thought... I'm just shocked that it would be Bob Dylan, right? Like, yeah. was it a phase that he married a black woman? Like, what, what was what was happening? Not that it, not that it's bad that he married a black woman, but more like I would have never imagined that he, he would go like him. Like, there are other artists where I would be like, yeah, I can see that, but I don't know. Bob Dylan just never. Like, I could see Elvis. I could see. Um, Tom Jones, like, I don't know. But Bob Dylan, for some reason, that one came as a shock. So who who is Carolyn Dennis? She was Is she an artist in her own right? She is. So she was a backup singer for Michael Jackson as well. Uh, she's done some gospel. And that's how they connected, because Bob at the time was trying to do more, like, gospel, Christian, or Catholic music. Um, he went through that phase. And so they got connected through that. And then they hooked up, and then she ended up being uh, one of his backup singers. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Um, so this woman on Reddit, right, came on to ask for advice. <laughs> this she is starting was, as a trend. Yeah, but she was, not, she was nobody famous, right? So she had no idea that she adopted 
the child her husband secretly had with his mistress. And now this mom is sharing with the internet that she's very upset. So she was asking for advice. So the story goes that they had a neighbor who was in her thirties, I guess they're a little older, um, but she was in, they were good friends, right? Uh, one day she got, she was pregnant and she was a single mom. So, you know, they all got along really well. So they, you know, they all helped out and um, she then passes away. And so they decided to adopt the little boy, right? So she, the woman has a boy of her own and now they're adopting this other, this other little boy. Um, but it was interesting how she kept seeing the two boys together and she thought it, it, it was uncanny that they looked so similar. Mm. So she did a DNA test and it came back secretly. Like nobody knew that she did this DNA test. It came back that the two brothers were half brothers mm. or that the two kids were half brothers. Excuse me. So she hadn't told the husband yet that she knew. Um, so clearly the two of them were messing around. Um, so what should she do? Like, what would you do in that situation? If I found out that I adopted a child and it ended up being my son's child. No, if my, you, my, I'm sorry, my husband's love husband, child. Right. Exactly. <sighs> That's a hard one, right? There's so, there's so many big lies there. Yeah. The lie about the affair, the like, how did you orchestrate this for me? To, yeah. That's too much. That's too much. that's too much. That's you can't trust much. that person anymore. But, but the crazy part is that at the same time, it's not the kid's fault. No, it's not the kid's fault. No, no, no. Right? I wouldn't punish the kid for that. No. No, but I'm saying, like, the emotion that I would imagine that a parent would have, that a mom would have, or a parent, I shouldn't just say mom, like that a parent would have, you know, they adopt a kid and then they find out that is a product of an affair that their spouse had. It's terrible. I mean, that devastating. is devastating. That is completely devastating. So would that lead to divorce? Because that's mm -hmm. what people are saying, like she should get rid of him. But you know, she was also saying that he's a good provider. He's a good father. Mm -hmm. You know, he is really good to her. Um, she's hurt, but should she leave him for this? Yeah, I mean, it's up to her. But I don't know how you get past that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Well, there you go. All right. So the next one that I have is Biden Harris six months in. So on TikTok, I shouldn't say a lot, but there have been a few that have come out and they're so angry about how Biden hasn't been there for black folk, mm -hmm. how he's promised so much during his campaign. And now that we're six months in, he hasn't really done much. How do you feel? I don't think that's true at all. Look at how all those Biden bucks that are in circulation. Mm -hmm. 
you know, how many stimulus checks have we have? And you know what I just found out too? That he's given college students like over a thousand dollars. I guess it depends on your circumstance. But mm -hmm. he gave all of this money to colleges to then distribute to students. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he just con they just confirmed this woman that he nominated, Kristen Clark. He 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 nominated like five people of color to as judges. Recently, we talked about that. We covered that. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they want from him. It was the same thing yeah. with Obama. He never did enough. You know, you can't yeah. do enough for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we in in this country, everyone, regardless of your immigration status, regardless of your insurance status, mm -hmm. is allowed to get the vaccine for free. Yeah. We are in such a privileged place that we can decide if we want to get it or not. Exactly. We're not even being forced to get it. I have you know, friends in Italy that told me that they, this was about a month ago, they are just starting to vaccinate older people. Mm. You get a phone call. It, you can come and get vaccinated. Okay, which one am I getting? We'll tell you when you get here. Mm. You don't know which one you're getting. And you know there's all this trouble with AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You show up there and it's AstraZeneca. And there's what, nothing you can do about it. Yep, that's the one that you're getting. We don't have that. You can go get whatever one you want. I can call and find out which ones they're giving. And I can decide, I don't want Moderna. I'm going to go down to the supermarket and get Pfizer. I don't want yeah. Pfizer. I can go down to the other supermarket yeah. and get Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, you, you make some really great points. You um, can't do everything in 100 days. Obama couldn't do everything in eight years. Bingo. And that's that was going to be my sermon, which is <laughs> I, th I think that we end up putting so much of so much hope and so much energy into these people. And we expect them to solve every single one of our problems. Right. Mm -hmm. Um you know, one of the TikToks that I saw was claiming how kids are still in cages or they're still being kept in cages. But guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't, these things don't change overnight, right? Like that doesn't mean that he wants them in cages. It could mean that he gave the order, right? For those kids to be released out of cages, but maybe they don't have anywhere else to put the kids and the people that are actually running those places haven't gotten, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many, there's so much breakdown in communication. I am not advocating for kids to be in cages, by the way, just in case anybody gets that bright idea. I am not advocating for that. What I'm saying is that we expect so much from these people that we do not see what they've actually done, the good that they've done. We focused, we tend to focus on the bad, right? That's one. Two, how are we personally affected by what they're doing, right? Like, it's, like you said, the vaccine, everybody gets it for free. We should be happy with that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Stimulus checks, a lot of people got stimulus checks. And I don't know if another one is coming down, but a lot of people got stimulus checks. And granted, these things, they don't solve all of your problems, but they're not intended to. They're not meant to. Now, do I feel that he's done a great job? He and Kamala have done a great job in the last six months. I think that they've done the best that they can. 
given this given the situation that was handed to them mm-hmm. right am i a biden fan i would i i said it even when he was campaigning i'm he is i'm not a fan of his but again i'm open and he's going to do the best that he can and that's the best that's all i can ask for at least we're not with the other guy you know, if it were the other guy, we'd be in so much trouble right now. And that that's the thing that I think that we tend to forget. Like, we tend to forget that the last four years were hell. Mm-hmm. Right? In comparison yeah. to now. Yeah. And the whole reason why we had a pandemic was because the other one kept saying that there was no such thing. That it was just the flu, or it was just a cough, or that we were going to get through it in a month. And it ended up being an entire year. So that's something else that like people tend to forget. We you know? forget really quickly. We forget very, very quickly. So yeah. Anyway. On to something more fun. Have yeah. you seen Run the World? So I'm halfway through the first episode. Does that count? Oh my god. Wait, it's only twenty seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> okay, okay. But it is the best show ever. The soundtrack, oh my god! I, the soundtrack is everything. Um, the acting is so good. Uh, the storytelling, it, the build up. I wish that they just put all the shows up there, so that I can watch them yeah. at once, right? And the women are gorgeous. All of them are stunning. And I'm like, I'm in love because these women are just so beautiful. Um, but it is, it, 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 it will be interesting to see the plots and twists. Um, it's very empowering to black women. Um, there's a lot of good nuggets in there, even in today's show. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's just so many good nuggets and it's funny as hell. Like it is so, I am like, I'm in tears when I'm watching it. Wow. Um, the men are gorgeous. Like the whole cast, whoever did the casting, like on point. Cause they look, they don't look unattainable beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're still like, they're realistically beautiful. You know, like there are people that you can actually see walking down the street in Harlem. And we are back with next level shit. Oh, I said it. It's been that kind of week. Wow. I was wondering how you're going to handle that. Cause I was like, how come he can say shitty kisses, but he can't say next level shit. Uh, yeah, I know I'm a hypocrite. All right. All right. All right. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I'm just wondering. <laughs> okay. So this week, uh, has not been as stressful as other weeks. So I feel like I've had a lot of time to think. <laughs> Which is not always good when I get so deep in my own head. But what I focused on this week was, is, I attract others who mirror the love and respect I have for myself. I attract others who mirror the love and respect I have for myself. Now, this can be a dangerous one if you Mm. don't have the level of love and respect that you should for yourself. Mm. This calls out to us that we need to 
monitor how we feel about ourselves because mm -hmm. this is what you attract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, although I was focused on this, I also made sure that I was doing all the things to keep my vibration high mm -hmm. so that I could continue to attract people that mirror the love and respect I have for myself. Because if mm -hmm. I don't think highly of myself, that's what I'm going to attract. And I don't want any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want high-vibing people who value themselves and as a result, value me. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It gives me a lot to think about because I wonder, I'm wondering the same about myself. Like, because I don't ever think about that. I assume that I just love myself, but do I really... So it's a question. It's an ongoing question. So thank you. It's for love it. and respect. Love and respect. Yes. But sometimes I like disrespecting myself. You know, like yes, yes, sm smacking myself around a little. Yes. But hmm, this one's gonna go into my journal. I'll have to get back to you. Okay. But it's a good one, and I give it an amen. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Is this going to be the last one that we're doing in your apartment, in your in, house? In New York, yes. Yeah, in New York. The mm -hmm. next one will be in LA. All right. That's exciting. Very, very, very exciting. I look forward to it. Different time zones. Different energy. Different energy. Different weather. Oh, yes. Different weather. New podcast host, Who Dis. That's this? the title for next week. Okay. Because we're okay. going to want to hear about the things that have changed. But I'm sure they'll all be wonderful. Yes. All right. So thank you for joining us. This podcast is produced by Mix and Elgato with editing and logo by Elgato. Please engage on Instagram and Facebook at the Union Square Podcast, or you can reach out, reach out to us via email at the Union Square Podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.